You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bennett Hostetler. People are going to be like, who the heck is this guy? Mm-hmm. He's in the Miami Marlins system, though. Grew up in Montana. Mm-hmm. Went to North Dakota State. Who's more famous, you or Carson Wentz? <laughs> Probably him, by a long shot. What about 10 years from now? We'll see, maybe. But for now, it's him. <laughs> Drafted in the 18th round um, this summer. Grew up in Montana, but go to North Dakota State. Uh, tell us, man, what was life like growing up in Montana? It was it was cool. It's a very unique place. Um, you know, obviously, there's a ton of stuff to do outside. Um, you know, there's world famous ski resorts. Yellowstone National Park is like an hour from my house. Yeah. Um, Glacier National Park is in the northern part of the state. Um, you know, you can pretty much drive 15 minutes out of town and be in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. So, it's a it's a very different place than than where I'm at currently. But um, you know, I think it was good for me. I think it taught me you know, how to be independent, how to do things on my own. And, um, you know, just growing up that I think that's really helped me. Grew up in the country, dad have you out family out in the fields. You grew up on a bunch of land or are you in a city or I was, I grew up in downtown Bozeman. So right out like 150 feet from main street. So oh. I'm right, right in the center of everything. But you know, like I said, you drive 15 minutes and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, it's, there's probably around 50,000 people in Bozeman. So it's a decent sized place, but it's still small enough to where you can, you know, you don't feel like you're in a giant city. What'd you do for fun growing up? Uh, nothing too spectacular. I played a lot of video games. Me and my brothers played a lot of video games. Um, my friends and I would go um, to like little city parks and, you know, every every so often or, you know, spread out through the city there, there'd be basketball courts with like miniature hoops that were kind of shorter. And, you know, we'd, we'd play basketball on those because, um, you know, we like to dunk it. So, it, I mean, it was nothing too special, but I, I for sure had a pretty good childhood. Can you dunk now? No. No. I haven't. To be honest, I haven't tried in a while. I've dunked the ball one time in my life <laughs> and I haven't tried since. So basketball, baseball, football growing up, you do a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. I played all three up until the senior, my senior year of high school. Why baseball? Actually, go back. When did you get into baseball? If you were playing all three sports growing up? Um, a young age, that's for sure. I, I, I couldn't really tell you when. Um, I just know that, you know, the first memories I have, I was playing baseball in the summer. So um, my dad played baseball in college. And, you know, that's just kind of one thing that him and I have connected on. Um, you know, it was kind of just the first the first thing that I really loved to do was play baseball, and it's kind of carried me throughout. Dad been there for you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Always there for you, no yep. matter what. Yep. You know, right or wrong, good or bad, he's. I would always get a text after the game, hey, bud, good job. You know, and he was never like an overbearing, you know, like you got to do this, this, right. and this. You know, if I wanted help, he would he would help. But, um, you know, he was more more supportive and loving than anything. North Dakota State out of high school. Mm-hmm. Other offers, why there? That was the only scholarship offer I had. I, I could have walked on to Utah. Okay. Um, but, you know, just for me, for my family, you know, just that decision of, of going to Fargo was, um, you know, what we decided to do. And I think it was, the you know, the right decision. 
Um, maybe it took a little bit longer to get where I wanted to go, but you know, I'm here now, so I don't have any complaints. In college a long time. How mm -hmm. many years you did? Five years. How many degrees were you working with? Almost two. Oh. I'm 99% done with my second degree. And what? Uh, so I have a degree in sport management and I'm 99% done with business administration. Was professional baseball, has it always been something you've pursued? Because if I go to your baseball reference and look, here's a guy two years in college, things probably could have been going a lot better before mm -hmm. you exploded mm -hmm. late. Was academics like, like what were your intentions and what were you thinking after your first couple of years of college when things aren't going nearly as well as you probably want them to? Mm -hmm. I mean, professional baseball was always the end goal. For me, I, that's just always what I've wanted to do. Um, and obviously, like you said, you know, right in the middle of college, I had an okay freshman year and then, you know, right in the middle of college, um, wasn't playing as well as I, as I could have been, you know, some things weren't, weren't going my way. Some things, you know, just out of stuff that was out of my control, but you know, like you said, the, the last year that I was in college, this last spring, everything kind of clicked and, um, I, you know, I wasn't playing, you know, I wasn't doing anything special to, to play that way. It just kind of everything fell together and it, I was just playing the way I was supposed to be playing. You weren't playing baseball, you'd be doing what? That's a good question. I would probably try to still be in sports somewhat, maybe marketing, advertisement with a sports team. I think, uh, you know, I think I'd be okay at that, so. I think it's interesting the way you answer that though, because you have to think about a plan B. Because you've never, mm -hmm. am I wrong in saying that there's never been a plan B for you then? Like. Your determination and your mindset is, I'm going to play baseball after college and get paid to do it? Yeah, that's always just kind of been the way that I've thought. You know, obviously, you get into college and, you know, you get the, you know, the same kind of pep talks. Like, you know, baseball is going to end for everybody. And, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you got to have a talk. career plan. And, you know, I'd, I'd say, okay, yeah, I'll do this, 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 whatever. But to be honest, I never really believed it. And, like, I never really... <laughs> expected myself to be done with baseball until I wanted to be done. So, you know, figured out a way to get here and um, just moving forward, I'm, I'm going to play for as long as I can. Why didn't, you, why didn't you believe it? Is it because confidence that you've always had in yourself or was it somebody else on the outside telling you to never quit? Like, don't give up until 30 teams out there refuse to give you an opportunity and everybody else in the country after school. Why? No, it, it was, it was internal. Yeah. It was just, you know, for me, I, I 100% believe that I could play professional baseball and that, you know, I could compete and have success at, at this level. And, you know, starting out in the minors, you know, you have success. And then obviously the, the path that you keep getting moved up until you get to the, to the major leagues. And that's just something that I've always believed that, you know, obviously coming from where I come from, there's not a lot of proof that people can do it where I'm from. But, you know, if there needs to be a first person that can play professional baseball from somewhere, you know, why not me? So it's just something that's always kind of driven me internally is that, you know, I deep down in my heart, you know, I believe that I can be a professional baseball player. And you want to make people proud of you mm -hmm. back home. Yeah. That would mean a lot to you mm -hmm. for any particular reason. You know, just obviously just the basic aspect of it, of, you know, they've put time and effort into you know, willing me and cheering me on and, right. you know, things like that. But there's, there's more, 
I guess for my parents, for example, you know, they've put so much time and effort into, you know, when I was younger playing travel baseball, sure. you know, not even baseball, like just sports in general, being an athlete and being a competitive person. Um, just they've put so much time and effort into into things that I've done sports wise and they've put, you know, a bunch of money towards this and that. And, um, you know, for me and Engel, I just want it to be worth it for them, you know, that that all of their efforts you know, we're worth it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You play more for your family or yourself? I think it's an interesting answer, right? Like, to an extent, you don't want to mm-hmm. let these people that have worked so hard for you your whole life, you don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. That, they, yeah. that drives you. Yeah. I would, I would say it's probably more for myself, but obviously that's a huge piece of it as well. Yeah. Okay, so you say your last year of college wasn't that special. Well, Bennett, you hit 394 with on base percentage of 513. Last time I checked, that's okay. Yeah. But when it didn't go well to start, something had to have clicked. What 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 was it? What why did you hit 394 and on base more than half the time? Like what happened? You know, I think I think that has to do with me being in college for so long. I think, um, you know, just giving my body time to kind of get used to, um, you know, adjusting to weightlifting, things like that, you know, becoming more mature mentally at the plate. You know, obviously there's a lot of talent in professional baseball, but, um, you know, the more mentally sound you are and the more um, consistent you are at things, the better your approach is going to be. And I, I think that that's just something that, that I developed over that time. And obviously that last year um, at NDSU, things kind of worked out for me. So you get drafted, mm-hmm. 18th round. Ever any doubt at any point you weren't going to get drafted? What are you thinking through 1 through 17? Where's my name? Why isn't it getting called? Um, what are you thinking? You know, obviously that's a thought that crosses your, crosses your mind. You know, what if I don't get drafted? But that wasn't something I was going to deal with until after the draft. You know, I... Obviously, it's nice to get drafted in the first however many rounds, sure. you know, make whatever money you're going to get. But to me, it, it really didn't matter. As long as I got there, that's that's all that I cared about. So if as I got drafted. somebody gave you a uniform, mm-hmm. that's all As you long as about. I got drafted, or not even drafted, as, you know, as long as I, I got to go play professional baseball draft or not, I was going to be happy with it and I was going to make the most of it. So you get drafted in the 18th round, pit stops in Jupiter and Beloit. Mm-hmm. How much did four plus years of college prepare you for professional baseball? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of guys that I'll talk to. 17 years old, you're drafted. Mom and dad ain't cooking you dinner anymore. Mm-hmm. But you were in college a long time. You grew. Was it overwhelming when you got the pro ball? Or was it like time to hit the ground running because I'm I'm okay with this. I don't need my family. Like this is me. I'm going to knock it out of the park. Um, you know, just being... From the baseball aspect, I was I was ready to go. I was ready to hit the ground running just because of the fact that I had been in college for so long. Like you said, that I've kind of developed my own routine, and you know, I kind of 
I have a, I do a good job of being aware of my body and things like that, what I need to do to get ready to play. Um, and pro ball is a little bit more, you know, you kind of do things on your own. If you want to stretch, go stretch. You know, if you right. need to foam roll, that sort of thing. Right. In college, everything is structured. It's, you know, you're doing this, this, sure. this, no questions asked. Um, and just being able, playing, you know, in, in summer ball, for example, being able to develop a routine every day. And I, I think that that's one thing that helped me baseball-wise, um, you know, kind of coming into pro ball and not having any hiccups. Um, personally, um, it kind of goes back to that summer ball thing I was talking about. You know, I've, I've spent so much time away from home since college started. You know, I was never at home for more than maybe two or three weeks at a time for five years. And so I've kind of grown accustomed to, as much as I want to be home with my parents and right. see my family and that thing, I've kind of grown accustomed to, you know, figuring out things on my own, you know, what am I going to do for food? What am I going to do for this, that, every other thing? Um, so I've, you know, I, I've done a, a little bit of growing up in college, but I think it's done me well. So you get the congratulatory phone call. Bennett, congrats. You've been drafted. You're a Miami Marlin. You've played everywhere. Hey, by the way, you're going to catch. Mm -hmm. Are you like, you forget what position I play? What are you thinking <laughs> when somebody's like, hey, you're going to catch, by the way. You ever done this before? Yeah, that was, you know, pre-draft um, with whatever communication I had with a certain amount of teams. You know, the Royals asked me, hey, have you ever caught before? And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, not really. I mean, I've never caught at a competitive level. You know, everybody catches when they're sure. eight years old or sure, whatever. Sure, um, That was the extent of your catching. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and the Marlins were kind of the same thing. You know, I was on a Zoom call with uh, people from the Marlins pre-draft, and they were like, hey, have you ever caught before? And I was like, no. Was, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, why do these people keep asking me? Like, I, I know I kind of look like a catcher body type-wise, but, right, right. you know, I'm, I'm up until this point in my life, I've been a shortstop for 20 years really um and then i get to I get to pro ball and you know they kind of moved me over to third um which i was fine with really anywhere on the infield i was going to be comfortable with and then uh, i get moved up to beloit and i think it might have been like day three or day four uh patrick osborne one of the minor league coordinators here was uh in the locker room you know they coordinators kind of travel around sure. from place to place and so he was in beloit at the time and he came up to me in the locker room and he's like hey will you meet me in the dugout in five minutes. I was like, yeah, sure. So I got dressed, went out to the dugout and he goes, Hey, don't, don't get freaked out by this or, you know, don't take this That's the wrong way. That's a good way. start. Yeah. Good start. Really good start. <laughs> um, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but whoever, have you ever caught before? Oh, here we go again. And I go, no, like not really. Um, did and you then, say you're the third person to ask me this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually did tell him that, yeah, that <laughs> people had asked me that before. Um, and then he, you know, he kind of went into the spiel about, you know, catching is good for your career for some people. Ca sure. You know, making the transition to catcher is good for your career because, you know, pretty much every organization in the major leagues is in need of catching, you know, top to bottom in their, yeah. on their, on their list. Um, you know, he said that, you know, an infielder like you, um, you have good feet, you have good hands, soft hands. Um, you have good arm action and you can hit, which is probably the least proficient thing sure. that catchers do offensively is, you know, they, um, for the most part, struggle offensively. And he said, you know, you can hit. And if you can figure out how to be a good defensive catcher, you're going to move up really fast. And, you know, he, he didn't force me to do it. He was like, it's your decision if you want to. If you don't want to, we'll keep you on the infield. Um, and you'll just keep doing that. 
And so, you know, I thought about it. I took maybe a day and a half, two days to, to think about it. And, you know, for me, like it kind of just goes back to, I didn't care who, if I got drafted, I didn't care if I got signed, I just want to play. So for me, it was kind of, I just had to think about it like that. Like, you know, before the draft, if you would have said, Hey, we'll draft you, but you have to be a catcher. I would have said, all right, I'm a catcher now. Right. Just for the chance to play. Right. So that's, that's kind of how I just took that decision on. And, um, you know, this, this last week has been interesting and it's been challenging and, you know, it's been fun, right. But, you know, I think it's going about as, as well as it could be for, you know, eight days of being a catcher. Who, um, who got you gear and a glove? How do we, how do we get situated on that front? Um, (laughs) Patrick told me that they would just, you know, figure it out. They'd get me gear. So I showed up here and there was gear in my locker. So I don't specifically know who, but. I'm sure it was clubbies, Patrick, you know, a combination of multiple people. Enjoying it after eight days? Yeah. You know, my hips are a little bit more sore than they usually are after a baseball practice. But, uh, you know, I'm enjoying learning. We have great guys that, that, that we're working with. And, you know, they're, they're obviously patient with me. They know that, okay, this is new for you. This is going to be new right. for you. You know, try to do this. Try to feel this. And, you know, they've, they've done a really great job of, you know, trying, not babying me through it, but, you know, pushing me through it um, so that I understand it in my own way. Have you had the what have I gotten myself into moment? Yes and no. It was actually funny. So yesterday we had a machine game scrimmage and okay. I'm, be- I'm behind the plate pre, uh, you know, in between innings and I'm taking warm up pitches and I catch one and I can hear one of the catching coaches from the dugout uh-huh. talking to me. So I look over there and he says something and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I'm starting to turn my head back and he says something else. So I look back at oh, him no. and, a machi- <laughs> and a ball got put in the machine and I, you know, I'm looking at the dugout and I hear, Foom! and I go, oh, you know, and I kind of covered up and then I, I took a ball off the hip, but you know, it didn't hurt too bad. <laughs> and I tried my best not to wince at all. So that was kind of just like, it was okay. You know, I, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to take a ball off the hip. Day yeah. one of catching sure. with, with batters there. But, but get um, used to it. Yeah, might as well start early. Do you view yourself as a leader? Because a lot of people would say you're quarterback in this team if you're behind the plate and calling mm-hmm. the shots. Do you like that? Yes and no. Yes, because I think I'm capable of it. Yeah. You know, I've never been a, a guy to shy away from you know, being a captain, so to speak, you know, sure. pretty much everywhere I've been, um, I've been a captain. So, but that was, you know, it wasn't my decision. It was always voted on by my peers. So I'm never one to, you know, go out and say, okay, this is what you guys should do. Um, I'm more of a lead by example person. Um, and I think if that works for other people that I do, I do a good job of setting example for other people. So, um, you know, as that transitions into being a catcher, I think I'll I think I'll do an ample job of handling it. Run me through some of this art on your left arm here. Looks like a beautiful pup here at the bottom of the wrist. Yeah, this so uh, my forearm right here is I got this for my family. So my younger brother is way bigger than I am, but he's a teddy bear. So oh, it's a bear. It's a bear. Yep. So I have a bear for him. Um, my mom really loves trees. Um, so I got trees for her. The eagle on the back is for my dad. My dad's favorite animal is an eagle. So I got an eagle. Really? That's awesome. And then my older brother is like super smart, like way smarter than I am. So 
we'll be having conversations. He'll say something. And I'm just like, yeah, you lost me. So I got the clouds for him because <laughs> that's, that's kind of what that is. Uh, how long did that take? I had to get it done in two sessions. So the first session I got the bear in the trees, which was probably two and a half, three hours maybe. And then the sky and the eagle was maybe an hour and a half. That's awesome. Uh, well, Bennett, and I guess for everybody that didn't know who the heck Bennett Hostetler was, uh, congratulations. I know this is probably the Thank first you. time we've really had an opportunity to talk to you. Uh, just good luck catching, I guess. I thank guess good, good good luck. You've been doing it thank for eight you. days now. Good luck. But seriously, thank you and uh, mm -hmm. uh, enjoy the ride. We'll see you soon. I will. Thank you so much. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.